Light FM and Maybank brings you the latest news, the most compelling stories, and the real conversations. All live and exclusive on The Light Breakfast. It's The Light Breakfast with Asha and Non. On our social experiment this morning, vulnerable you in the dark, two complete strangers, Ronald and Melinda, not their real names, see if staying anonymous really does help people open up about their deepest, darkest secrets. The question is, what's the worst thing you've done after breakup? What's the worst thing I've done after breakup? Yeah, Honestly, after a breakup. I yeah. have never gone through a breakup before. Yeah, I've never gone through a breakup before. I've been in a relationship for the past 17, 18 years, and I'm still with the same guy. It's just that we've not really settled out yet. Yeah, but honestly, I have never been through a breakup before. So I've got a question here. What's the most hurtful words you've ever said to someone? Hmm, that's a tricky one. The most hurtful words, I don't trust you. Yeah, I think that's something that is hurtful to anyone, or at least the person that I said to was, I don't trust you. Yeah. Yeah, but again, it depends who you're speaking to, right? Yeah, so if you're putting, you want to talk on a context or... Well, I guess up to you, but if you don't mind me asking, like, who... Who did you say to? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, it's a very close friend of mine. Ah. So, um, we've actually been buddies for many, many years. And mm. it just so happened, like, uh, I think the hurtful thing that I ever said, aside to foul languages and all, which is, I think that is something human nature. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. not a right thing to go through, you know, to go with. But, yeah, I think... Once you lose, because I put myself in that shoe, if once a close friend of mine or be it family member, etc. Mm. says, I do not trust you, I think that's the most hurtful thing that I can feel. Lah. So Correct. I think but, that person, the friend of mine went through it also. Yeah, but at the same time, it would have triggered you to actually say that hurtful words to your friend, right? I mean, something would have triggered for it to happen, right? Yeah, I think the trigger was plain and simple. It was basically you cheating on me oh, with a friend of mine, with uh, with my at that point my my girlfriend. I see. Yeah. Okay. Understandable. Yeah. yeah. What's a secret your family keeps hidden from others? Well, uh, I don't think um, there is a secret here, but for me, growing up has never been easy with my family and i grew up in a very small town and i mean people people know in and out yeah how my family is like so whatever that's happened and whatever that people see whatever that people know i don't think it's a secret so in a way i know yeah there's yeah there's no such secret that yeah, my family does not tell. Hmm. As far as I know from that, yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> so maybe like, you know, uh, as simple as, uh, at least on my side, right? Just, just, just sharing. Yeah. Um, it was as simple as not letting other family members know that my, at, at that time, my part, uh, sorry, not my partner, but my dad was ill, you know? Oh, like you didn't okay. didn't want to worry everybody's that mm-hmm. that sort of secret I guess yeah but I guess that kind of secret I don't know I mean it's it depends on how your family member view things that you said because they didn't want to upset the other people right yeah so 
in a way, there is a reason why that secret is being kept, but yeah. But among the family members, was it a secret kept among you all or just... Uh yeah, I think it was it was definitely among us. Actually, uh maybe maybe I'm just uh uh shying away a little bit, but uh I guess in in short, at a very young age, we were as in me myself and I like were shined out from a lot of things in the sense that it was more of a, a not a secret, but you know just to protect me to let, because when I was young, when I was like eight years old, I found out that my dad was ill. And it's like mm. it could be it was cancer, you know. Nobody told me so. Like every time the visits to the hospital was like more of a hotel, you know. Like oh, we're going to to visit oh. dad at a hotel, you know. So I guess though, at the end of the day, it was uh, if if you look at it, it was more of like protecting you from the, not say protecting you from the truth, but maybe I was too young to understand the truth. True. True. Okay. Yeah. But when you realize that, how did that make you feel? Um, honestly, when I really realized it, I was twenty-one. And yeah, I mean, quite, quite yeah. big enough to understand what's going on, right? Yeah, I mean, like, um, at the end of the day, at when at that age, uh, I never realized how how traumatic or how my dad could have died. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he didn't, uh, thankfully. And yeah, only when when I was twenty one, I started to like look at things differently and realize that wow, you know, um, would have been good that I knew about it or not. I don't know. What is your deepest regret in life? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> my deepest regret in life. Oh, oh, oh my god! This is going on, eh? <laughs> Uh, I want to say it, but but okay. What is okay? Sorry. What is my deepest regret in life? In life, I think uh, the deepest regret in life would be um, my twenties. Uh, my twenties. I wish I would have been more firm to myself, more brave. Okay, and. I wish that I had the guts to stand on my two feet. I think if I had the qualities back then in my 20s, I think life would have been different now. Yeah, the regret thing is, you know, yeah, I wish I was a much stronger person, a person who's dependent and not, sorry, a person who's independent and not dependent on your partner or anyone you know to come up in life i wish i had the courage to stand on my two feet okay and and, and learn to make decisions on myself and not be scared and not rely on on people become so dependent and that's why like i said again i'm going to link back to my partner i'm so because like i said i've met him after school after high school and we've been dating since then until now and he's a nice guy. Um, he provides everything. And because of that, I became so um, dependent on him. Right? Mm. And now the fact that, uh, you know, I think to myself, if let's say something were to happen and, you know, I'm on my own by myself. How am I going to live? How am I going to survive? That is one thing that I can't answer that question for myself. Because why? I'm so dependent on him small small things that I feel could be settled myself 
no, I can't. I can't read myself. I will always go back, run back to him and rely on him. Tell us about a time when you were at your lowest point in life, but you had to show happiness. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, well, my mom passed on last year, June. Oh, sorry about that. No, no worries, no worries. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, like, it's the lowest point. Uh, it is still affecting me, but I guess there's so many other things that I am dependent on. Not say dependent on, but I take on things when I'm not supposed to, or at least... I, I put myself in those predicaments. So, so, to, so, like the question I asked you, like, what's your deepest mm. regret in life? Mm. So, if I go back to that, also answering would be, I shouldn't have been so laid back about life. You know, that's my deepest regret. So, coming back to this is like I was so laid back, but yet when when push comes to shove, I will take things under my belt. I will, you know, have to show the front. Sorry, not the front, but I have to show a frontal that is. Like, yeah, a mask in front of it. Like, I'm okay, yeah. I'm alright. About my mom passing on, it's been tough. I mean, it's been tough every day now. I, I Even till today, I mean, like, I'm just putting up a brave front and I, I don't know how long that will stand. But yeah, I guess I got to do what I got to do. Uh, yeah. Own up to whatever mistakes, own up to whatever struggles and try to make it better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you met your 12-year-old self, Oh. What do you think they would say to you? Ah, oh, you're such a coward. <laughs> Ay, be brave, be strong. What like you? <laughs> That's what my 12-year-old would say to me. Wow. The uh, 12-year-old me would say to me, yeah. Um, when I was 12, I have this, you know, of course, every kid at the age of 12, 13, you have vision and mission how you 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 want your life to be, right? And of course, whatever that is happening now is not something that I imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this twelve-year-old, uh, this twelve-year-old girl, <laughs> my twelve-year-old self, you know, would like, oh my god, you seriously, like, really, like, hi, stand up on your own two feet, be, you know, be bold, be brave, be strong. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. Because uh, honestly, deep down in my heart, like, although I'm in my 30s I just feel so so weak there was one point of my life where I felt that you know I am confident that I uh, yeah I'm confident I'm bold but somehow along the way I felt that all this was taken away from me I I, I lost the real me mm. the real person along the way in my 20s mm. right up now okay. you know and as far as I remember this is not the person I am. This is not who I used to be. I was someone who is very motivated. I used to go for runs and this and that, go for marathons. I worked my way up, okay, to get a better position. But somehow along the way, everything just fell off. Everything, I felt, I don't know what, I don't know how, but I just felt that it was taken away from me. And until this point, I am slowly finding back the real me, who I really am. And it's difficult. Honestly, it's it's very difficult. Yeah. So, my 12-year-old would tell me that, like, you know, <laughs> I, 
Be brave, be bold, be strong. Don't worry, don't be scared. Yeah, uh, don't sell yourself so short because even a lot of men, us men also, um, actually, there are a lot of us that actually can't hack it. Also, you know, what I mean, not not say hack it, but like there are also a lot of people that are like 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 you as men also. You know, I I myself at one time or the other felt that way. Like I was so scared to even make any decision. So, so I needed I needed that boost. I always needed that assurance yeah. from somebody else and all. But yeah, I think I think from the little that I've uh, spoken to you, I think I think you're so much brave, braver, so much confident now. Throughout your life, who have you compared yourself to most? Wow. There's always that. Oh, I wish I was like him at times, or I wish I was like mm-hmm. having this sort of lifestyle. I wish I was this, but I think the person that I never compared myself to be like, and would be my dad. Like wow. we weren't cl- tight as we we were supposed to be, but somehow other, I think whatever heart, what do you call that? Uh, whatever toughness that he gave on to me is. Actually, what is getting me going strong these days, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I I know it's not really answering the question, but like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. um, I would say that, yeah, I think whatever the my dad has instilled in me, even though at that time I didn't understand. So you know, obviously you be defensive, you start fighting, you know, mm-hmm. you you don't want to care about him and stuff like that. But somehow that it rubbed onto me. So if I want to compare, I think yeah, I'm a little bit of my dad and a little bit of my mom. Like I compare. If you want to compare, I think I'm I'm like both of them in a way. But if you want to talk about success, like or oh, a success story from being like say Warren Buffett or mm-hmm. you know David Beckham, who I I, I adore <laughs> and stuff like that, right? Yeah. But no, I think I I I I have actually come to terms that you are who you are. Yeah. And you make who you you aspire to be somebody, but yes, I wouldn't want to compare because yes. that's a very tough comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like what you said. Um, not to say not to compare, but to aspire to be like them. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's a very nice, a yeah. nice way to put it. Yeah, yeah, nice yeah. way. But you're so lucky you have like your parents to look up to. <laughs> Why? Like I for mean, me because growing up, like yeah, my parents are around. They are there, but uh, I didn't really grow up in a very good household environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. So relationship terms with with that, it's not there. Mm-hmm. It's like you do your thing, we do our thing. Yeah, so it's always mom is with us. So my ma- mother is close with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so whenever I see like, wow, you know, like parents, they they guide their children, especially those after school. You know, like uh, school kids after school. You know, you've got your parents to like guide you, tell you, show them like the path, everything and all, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so. Some it's something very nice, lah. But we didn't, yeah, have that opportunity. Basically, I mean, to put in short, my parents, we grew up with my parents fighting all the time that they, <laughs> they didn't, they didn't have the time to actually, you know, guide us and just to be there for us, just to tell us what are the path that we can take, the road that we can choose, you know, yeah, nothing or whatsoever. So that was also one of the factor that actually, you know, sometimes in life, when I look back, that's also one of the reason why sometimes in life I feel so lost. 
So, what is the conclusion for our social experiment, Vulnerable You in the Dark? So, how do you feel about opening up to a complete stranger, Melinda? Personally, for me, yeah, it was, I guess, first time. It's because it's the first time I'm actually opening up to a stranger. And of course, there are certain things that, you know, I I didn't want to go into details. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but hearing to the other person's side of story... It was actually really, really good. Yeah. So it kind of uh, give you, it kind of allowed, you know, us to look at two mm. different mm. perspectives. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And especially, I think he, you know, being a, a man, a guy. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So now that you've exposed yourself to another person, do you want to take it to the next level? And do you want to meet face to face? Yeah. You do? <laughs> because you see, I resemble so much like his partner as well. Yeah, actually she does, yeah, to I be don't honest. Mind. honest. Exactly. Yeah. Ronald, do you want to meet Melinda in real life? Why not? Fantastic. Okay, let's do the reveal, shall we? Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Um, But yeah, I think it was really good speaking to you. And it's never easy speaking to a stranger. Yeah, and this is the first time personally also doing it like this. But like I said, I'm, sometimes I'm too easygoing mm-hmm. that I'll just ramble on, you know, just open up to anybody is because yeah. I feel like there's not much people around there that actually wants to listen to you. And if you go to like a shrink or you go to like, like ex- exactly the last thing that we said, we agreed about speaking or confiding to the closest person that you know of and then being shine- shined out or being like, hey, you're, you're mad in the head, which I've done it to my own partner. Okay, so you open up to each other because you were strangers. Question is, do you want to take the next step and stay in contact? Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. sure, why not? I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Over the past three days, we've had the privilege of eavesdropping on conversations in our social experiment, Vulnerable You in the Dark. You can listen to them again, or even for the first time, share them. They're found on the Light Breakfast podcast on the Shock app.